Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Fashion School Dropout. Today's episode is for you if you're from a non-traditional fashion city like LA or New York, but you still have aspirations to make it big in the fashion industry because today's guest did just that and she is killing the game. Now, before we get started, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and leave a review if you enjoy what you heard today. Now, today's guest is Alexandria, who discovered her passion for fashion at the age of 10 years old. Then at the age of 13, her family moved from Nigeria to Atlanta, Georgia. She started her modeling career there, but then she soon came to realize that most women, including herself, couldn't afford the luxurious accessories and clothing that she modeled in magazines and on the runway. So that's when she was inspired to start her own line called FW Style, and the rest is history. So please welcome Alexandria to the show. Hello, thank you for having me here. Of course, I'm so excited to get into this. So I gave a little bit of overview, but please walk us through how you started FW Style and what made you want to focus on accessories. And as someone who didn't go to fashion school, how did you even go about knowing how to produce a line? Yes. Um, so I guess my mom was a, is, a, is a designer as well. So growing up in Nigeria, I kind of learned and always had those things behind me where I learned, you know, the technical aspects of it. And I learned about running a business and all of those kind of things. Um, but then, you know, when I went into business school, I was also learning the business um, and went into banking for a while as well. But then I just realized how unhappy I was was there, um, had my daughter, and I'm like, if I'm going to be spending this much time away from her, it needs to be for something that I actually enjoy doing. And my husband's like, well, stop talking about it, be about it, like do something, you know, <laughs> like do something. So I um, started to kind of put everything together, all my years in modeling, all my schooling, I started making contact and just learning from all these designers as to how did you get started? How does one even get a manufacturer? How do you even start the process? I've always sketched, but just for myself. I just started sketching and learning all of those things. And um, I called, like I said, a lot of designers and some of them, you know, were just like, oh, you know, know. You, just, you just do it. And then there were some that actually gave me real advice that I could use. I found a manufacturer, did my first batch of handbags, and it was a hot mess. Like when I say a hot mess, I mean like cannot be sold. And I used so much money to do that too. Um, but it was a learning experience. It was a learning process. So I started just working with other manufacturers until I found the one that we've been with now. We have two manufacturers now, but we've been with them for years and years. And I just started growing from there. Started out with three bags in my collection. And I would go from store to store and say, hey, I have a collection. You want to check it out? They're like, where is it? They're expecting me to bring out a suitcase and I just have like three bags. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the collection. And then I had a store that took a chance on me and it just started growing from there. Wow. So when you were talking about these bags that were unsellable, like, can you give a little more detail? Like what, what was happening over there? <laughs> oh my God. The, everything was happening from the leather 
that they made it with to like the cheap like so this is where i learned that everything needs to be something that i source like i needed to source the buckles i needed to source the zippers i needed to source the leather i need to needed to source everything because things were like falling apart the color wasn't the same i needed to source all that thing and i left it to them and it just was not right so lesson of the day make sure you trust yourself enough to go through this and not say, oh, well, you know, they position themselves as experts, so they must know what they're talking about. You still need to very much be a part of that process. Exactly. And that if you're putting out something that you say is luxury, then it needs to be luxury when people get it. Okay. <laughs> so you earned your master's in business. Did you ever take any classes for design or did it just come naturally to you when you started sketching your first handbags? Um, so I never took any classes in design. Um, like I said, I learned a lot from my mom, you know, growing up. So I never took any classes, but I did educate myself with Google. Hey. <laughs> so I learned a lot of things that I didn't know because it's important to know it. So you don't necessarily have to go to school, but you can self-educate. And that's what I did. That's so important because I hear a lot of people say, oh, I didn't go to design school. And let me tell you, as someone who did go to fashion school, I feel like it's either in you or it's not. So yeah. design school is just going to bring out the best in you. But if you have that talent within you, just go ahead and go for it. You don't need a degree to give you permission to become a designer. So I'm glad you said exactly. that. Yeah, so a lot of aspiring designers, they might be discouraged by not living in a typical fashion city like LA or New York, but you made it in Atlanta in the South. So can you talk about the fashion industry there and what was it like? Okay, so in Atlanta, I feel like we've always had, especially Atlanta, proper Atlanta, we've had, um, you know, fashion in our blood. You know, when I first um, was going to high school, that's when music started buzzing in Atlanta. And, you you know, once music is here, once the stars are here, yeah. fashion is here as well, right? So I think it started buzzing from there. Um, it wasn't to the level of where New York or LA is, but fashion was still beginning. And I feel like for a lot of designers, you might think, oh, I need to travel to um, LA or I need to travel to New York. But the thing is, a lot of those places, yes, it's good. And, you know, you can step forward and find manufacturers more easily or find, you know, fashion items more easily. But with places like Atlanta, it's easier to stand out and it's easier to be the big fish. And then once you grow in your city, you can keep moving on to other cities, which is exactly what we did. Um, when I first started, I didn't really know a lot of handbag designers, you know? And so I had to create my own blueprint of how to navigate everything. But you know what? Once people started learning about our brand, people from the city, it's like, whoa, there's a handbag designer here. Have you guys heard of FNW Style? Do you know Alexandria? And they helped me to spread the word. And from then on, we started selling to other boutiques and stores and hotel gift shops all over the um, country. And that's just how it spreads. So it's easier to get noticed, I feel like, when you're in a smaller city. Yes. So use that as an advantage. Don't look at it as, oh, man, I'm in a small city. This, you know, I can't make it. You can be the big fish in that pond. And you... You mentioned that you were featured in hotels. Okay, Alexandria is being modest. She's been in the Ritz Carlton, multiple locations. So 
You've also been featured in huge magazines, Jezebel Magazine, Entrepreneur Magazine. So you are definitely doing your thing and such an inspiration. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, those have been great. And I did it all from a small city we've had. You know, it's just about reaching out. And I feel like the internet and social media makes it easier now where you can get to people that you might not have been able to get to before. We've had a lot of celebrities that have worn our handbags and it's really just by a connection via social media and, you know, things like that. Yes, never underestimate the power of word of mouth. So you mentioned the hot mess handbags in the beginning. <laughs> but yes. What were some other rookie mistakes that you made when you started out your brand? And what's something that you wish you knew before you started? Another thing mistake that I made was, you know, I told you I started with the three handbags and I felt like I had to order so much inventory. So what are some characteristics that you believe are important for a successful designer? There are a lot of us out here just with the quality, with the excellence, just doing amazing things. So look to that first. I mean, if you don't see what you like, it is what it is. But at least look to that first, because I think you will see what people are doing that's just so amazing out here. Agree, a thousand percent. Persistence, mm -hmm. um, because there's going to be times where it's just like, I've reached out once or twice and it's not happening. Keep reaching out and reaching out and reaching out. I'll tell a little story about that. Um, Gabrielle Union is one of my, I just love her. I love everything she does. I mean, she's been on my vision board for years and years. And I found out who her stylist was, reached out to him several times, several times, and nothing ever happened. There was one time where he did um, you know, turn back and say, hey, so do you have this? Didn't happen to have what he needed. And then that was it. I would, but I would always, so every time we have something new, hey, just want to let you know we had this. Just want to let you know we had this. And um, one day he reached out to us and was like, hey, um, Gabrielle wants to wear some of your bags during All-Star Weekend. What, what do you have? Sent him a lineup. He picked about six bags from it. And that was it. The next thing I know, Gabrielle is wearing our handbag on Vogue and all throughout, oh you know, um, All-Star Weekend. So I just feel like if I had stopped, he would have never, you know, thought to think about me anymore. But because I'm always, it's like, who is this girl and what does she want? You know, like, and he it came to mind when he needed some handbags and reached out to us. So just persistence, consistency, because it multiplies like even if you're not seeing the results just keep putting water in that bucket every single day and before you know it the water overflows so um just keep doing it and i think um also just having an eye for community and listening to people um people think it's just only about the design but the design is really just 10 percent of what you do it's all about building that community they will help you spread the word they will just like love your brand they they the community is everything you know so building that community is important and it can start with those that are around you Yes, that's so important. Like having other people vouch for you. Like I said, that goes along with the word of mouth. You can say how amazing you are, but when other people say it, it's like, okay, it must be something to yeah, this. And exactly. what you said about consistency and persistence is so important. And I tell this to, you know, the stylists who, the aspiring stylists who come up to me, they'll say, I reached out to this big stylist and I never heard back. And I'm like, did you follow up? 
Like people are busy, you know, if they didn't see your email yes. that one time, that doesn't mean that they hate you, that they, you know, that they're ignoring you. You have to keep going. So this has been a crazy year to say the least. What are some ways that you have had to pivot during COVID and, you know, 2020 in general? Um, this definitely has been a crazy year for all of us, you know, both personally and business wise, you know, just having to pick oneself up every day and this is happening, that's happening. But I, for my business, um, we've grown this year. And at the beginning of the year, it was crazy because we were very, very event heavy. When I say event heavy, I mean 70% of our business was from stores and boutiques and trade shows and trunk shows and events. So I was always traveling, we were always doing stuff. So that was 70, 30% of our business came from online, but the rest of it was just the stores, boutiques and all of that. So as you can imagine, in um, February, March, it was just kind of like, whoa, what do we do? You know, stores were canceling their orders, you know, saying, hey, don't send it, we don't need it, we're closing shop right now. Um, the, all our events were canceled and we are booked. When we say we have events, we probably have sometimes two, two events a week that we do. So we were always going. And so it was, everything stopped. And it was like, what do I do from here? I was honestly scared because I was like, what do I do? My staff, I, I mean, money's not coming in the way it used to be. And um, I took my time, I took a week to just kind of like cry <laughs> and figure out kind of what to do and pray. And then after that, it was just kind of like go time. And I just started coming up with ideas. I started asking um, our community, you know, what do you guys want right now? You know, what are you guys, how are you guys feeling? We started doing like FNW Girl Talk, which we would invite people from our community to come on and just tell us how they're doing at that time. And then by doing that, we were introduced to their people as well. We started um, doing masks, um, which was a different type of mask, leather masks that we were creating. Um, we started doing more wristlets. Um, before we were based um, just handbags. Then we started adding accessories to it. And I mean, people just took to that things that people needed, things that people wanted, things they wanted to add to their bag. So it just kind of grew from there. So I think just being able to pivot and understand what people want um, will always be like the best thing. And it's helped us be able to grow even in the middle of a pandemic. And now- So piggybacking off of that, where do you see the fashion industry heading in the next five or so years? I think we're heading more online. So it's, you know, kind of time everybody just be on that train because I don't think it's stopping. People have found, especially through this pandemic, have found that people that didn't used to shop online have now found that, oh, I could just do it online. And it's not as hard as I thought it was. So online is definitely a big thing, you know, making sure the website is the way that it's supposed to be and functioning properly and easy for the client. Um, I think another thing is, people are going towards more that personal connection like we talked about. Um, that's why you see even these bigger brands, um, luxury brands, finding bloggers and stars that have connection with people to be their ambassadors because they want to, it to have a face. They want the brand to have a face because people are looking for that. And I feel like that's where we as small businesses can thrive because 
we are our business and people want to know who they're buying from, um, what you stand for and things like that. And they'll support you more that way. So I think that those two things are definitely changing. It's not this exclusive, you know, luxury is only for certain people or anything like that. No, it's becoming more inclusive. That's what I think. Yeah, I agree because I feel like the fashion industry just had this huge shakeup because like you mentioned, there's this air of exclusivity, you know, only certain people mm -hmm. get invited to the fashion shows and the front row. And now it's like everybody can be in the fashion show, just log in and get the code. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yes. So mm -hmm. you dropped a lot of gems so far today. Now I want to know, and I always say this because designers, stylists, fashion creatives in general, you know, we got the creativity down, but the business side is so important and crucial to your success to last in this industry. And not a lot of people get that. So you having a business degree, master's degree, what is your <laughs> advice to designers from a business perspective, like what is one thing you would tell an up and coming designer that they need to really get on top of? Yeah, I feel like it's very important that you know your numbers, you know what I mean? Because some people, a lot of people think that the more money you make, well, if you their um, company is worth a million dollars, then oh my gosh, they're taking a million dollars home. There are some people that their company is worth a million dollars, but their expense is a million five hundred. Well, then they're not, they're losing money. But then there's some people who, who their business is a hundred thousand dollar business, but their expense is only 20,000. So they're taking, you know, that other portion home. So it just depends on, you know, knowing your numbers. So you know, how much you're going to be selling things for and, you know, what's going to be profitable to you. So that's one of the biggest things. And these days, like I said, there's the school of Google, go out there and learn that way. Or if you can afford it, get some of these accounting, you know, firms that can help you. A lot of them have monthly where it's kind of, they take money monthly and they just help you run your books. There's also things like QuickBooks that you can use to help you. Um, that way you can see where's my money actually going. Because sometimes it's hard for us to keep that in our brain to know, you know, where's my money actually going? How much am I spending on this? Shopify is who we use for our website and they also have a good analytics and back end where we can see, oh my gosh, we're spending this much on packaging and everything, but this item is only worth this doesn't make sense for that. So we, I feel just having those tools and using them to kind of help you with growing your business is important. I love that. So know your mm -hmm. numbers and attend the school of Google. We literally have <laughs> every bit of information that you could possibly want to learn at our fingertips. So I find that a lot of people don't like to research anymore, but this mm -hmm. is the time, you know, it's right here. So do your yeah. due diligence. In Google. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Well, Alexandria, thank you so much for sharing your insights, your advice, and expertise with us. It was such a pleasure chatting, and I hope you future designers are over here taking notes and you caught all of these gems. Alexandria, how can our listeners follow you and keep up with FW Style? Okay, so Instagram is my jam. So follow me there at FW Style. Um, we are also on TikTok as well at FW Style. 
Also, our website is fwstyle.com. So that's where you can see all the handbags and things like that that we have. Yes, make sure y'all check them out. These bags are so cute. The leather masks are gorgeous. I mean, I never thought I'd say that about a face mask, but check <laughs> out FW Style. And thank you again so much. If you guys enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and be sure to tune into our next episode. We'll catch you next time.